Okay. So, uh, good afternoon and welcome to the Middle East Forum's webinar and podcast series featuring talks from the Middle East Forum's projects. My name is Alex Selsky. I'm an advisor to the Israel Victory Project, and I will be moderating this discussion today. The format, I will remind, will be a 15-minute interview, followed by 15 minutes of uh, Q&A from the audience. Should you wish to ask a question, please use the Q&A box located at the bottom of your screen to type your question. And now I am pleased to introduce our guest today, uh, Mr. Shadi Halul. Uh, Shadi is an Aramean Christian uh, from Galilee. He founded and heads the Israeli Christian Aramaic Association and worked as a, a spokesman for Christian Arabic speakers who enlisted in the Israel Defense Forces. He has been a candidate for Knesset in a Zionist party. He has a BA from the University of Nevada. Um, he's leading uh, the Aramaic Christian uh, community and he will tell us about that. And his vision is building an Aramaic town in Upper Galilee as a peaceful, positive engagement model. Uh, and he's uh, also a, a um, Israeli officer of uh, elite uh, paratroopers brigade. Uh, now we have this talk uh, today actually um, uh, on the occasion of the anniversary of the UN approval of the partition plan for Palestine. And we discuss whether Arabs living in Israel accept the Jewish state. And this question is even more urgent since Ram and Islamist party became part of the Israelis ruling coalition. And uh, what are the current trends? Where does Ram fit in? And what are the best policies going forward? That's what we're going to discuss. So uh, Shari, uh, thank you for joining us. And my first question is uh, just please tell us, who are the Arameans? Uh, what is the Aramean association that you uh, lead and created? Uh, please. Alex, good evening, everyone who is participating. And thank you for the Middle East Forum uh, to allow this opportunity to uh, actually expose the truth about Israel, the truth about our uh, Christian existence in Israel as a minority of 2% Christians in the Galilee, mainly enjoying the freedom of the Jewish state. So uh, my name is Shadi uh, Halul. Uh, I am a paratrooper, as uh, you mentioned, uh, in the uh, IDF, uh, in reserve, of course, today. Uh, I uh, served my country uh, uh, knowing it is a Jewish state, accepting it as a Jewish state, and I defended it as a Christian because it is a Jewish state that allowed democracy and freedom and liberty for all different background minorities and groups within the country. And include the Arabs and Muslims and others like us as a Christian minority. So, and Aramaic association actually, uh, let me remind you that Aramaic was the language, the lingua franca, franca of the Middle East. And Shadi, sorry, people, sorry, people tell us that they hear you badly. Oh, uh, can can you try? You once tried before the, the other can microphone. You, can you hear me now? 
Yeah, I think it's better. I think it's better. Sorry. Now Sorry. it's better. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so what I started saying that Middle East was entirely spoken in Aramaic, include Jews back then in two thousand about two thousand years ago. Even Jesus, that he is our like we accepted him as a Messiah as Aramean, also spoken Aramaic, get it from the Jews accept him, him as a messiah and we were called mishihoye or messianics in translation or christians as today is called we actually were part of this middle east and we some of the, us might be also uh, jewish uh, in our background you never know but let me remind all the audience here that jews also come from aramaic background abraham isaac and jacob were from origins from the land of Aram and you know the development in this region. They are originally oriental in this region. They are actually the Jews are part of this region. You cannot take them out of this region. This is their homeland at the beginning. So we are part of this region as well together with the Jews and these are ancient minorities or actually people that live in Mesopotamia, in the Levant, in Syria, in Lebanon today, and in Northern Israel, in the Galilee, together with the Jews. And we still testify for the Jewish language actually back then, that we still actually speaking it or praying it as a sacred language in our churches. This reminds us our roots, common roots, and about ourselves who we are so we are talking about arameans and christians that israel was the first state actually in the entire middle east to recognize us as a people in 2014 after seven years of hard work together with our minor uh, community here in upper galilee to be recognized as so and israel make actually and the jewish people make justice and make us proud of our identity while all Arab countries are still annihilating the Christian, Eastern Christian minorities that belong to our Aramaic people, and even not the, or in their original homeland, like Syria and Lebanon, they are not allowed to revive their language as a spoken language, and I, the language is not recognized until today as the language of the state. So they imposing on them Arabism, and as a first stage towards uh, actually totalitarian uh, regimes that accept only Arabic uh, communities or Arabic nationalities in these countries and anything else like Jews and Christians are not accepted. So here in Israel, thank God, we have the freedom to speak out and we are doing a lot of work. And since I returned from USA, my studies was in Las Vegas. I studied, I didn't gamble though, I studied. So since I returned from my studies in uh, UNLV, University of Las Vegas, Nevada, back in uh, 2006, I initiated this or founded this uh, organization, NGO, called Aramaic Christian Israeli NGO. And we have two goals. One is to preserve and revive our language and identity and heritage as Aramaic Christian native people to the land. And second, is to integrate and, and unite our people to the Jewish majority in Israel and integrate them in a better way within a positive Christian engagement way 
And this is actually what we are doing with the Philos project that I am also advocate fellow to this project in USA. We are doing a lot of work here in the Galilee to help this Christian native people to unite to the roots of this country. This is also their homeland together with the Jews. They born in this land. They didn't come from Arabia. They didn't came from Saudi Arabia or from other parts of the Middle East. They are here. So this is, we have a, a pre-military program for the Christian and Jews together. We have a, a recognition of the state of Israel in our uh, community as, as a people, not for Maronites also, which Maronites for all Christian, indigenous people, native people in the Middle East, Israel recognized them as Aramaic population. This is to be clear who are the Aramean, all Eastern Christians other than Copts and Armenians, which means Antiochian Christians, Syriac Maronites, Syriac Orthodox, Syriac Catholic, uh, uh, even those who are called Greek Orthodox and Greek Catholic today, which were one called once in the past were called Syriac Melkites, Malkoye, we call them in Aramaic, today are recognized in Israel as Aramean if they will, if they wish to, uh, how you want, you know, to register as so. Shari, so I, this I, is who the Aramean. Shari, I'd like, I'd like, thank, first of all, thank you for a very interesting uh, um, introduction. I would like to go further to our major question of this talk. Yes. Uh, and now when we understand who Aramean can, understand the, you know, the uh, loyalty of the Aramean uh, population, Christian population, Arab-speaking Christian population in Israel, as one like this, as a paratrooper, how you answer this biggest question that, uh, you know, treats us, the Arabs in Israel, primarily the Muslim Arabs in Israel, did they accept after 73, you know, years of uh, independence, or they still dream of destroying us. And if the entrance of Ram, of an Islamist party into the ruling coalition, is it a sign of acceptance or another stage of trying to destroy from within? Well, unfortunately, you know, I, I, I know Arabic very well. I, I know the language, uh, I speak it as well. So, uh, I know the small nuances also of people and their reactions. So from what I see here on the dialogue that I see among people, even the most educated ones, the ones who are educated, highly educated, have high tech positions in the, in the country, I would expect from them to be more moderate and to lead their communities toward more acceptance of the state but I don't see that. I see that the more uh, people uh, uh, get educated, even uh, in some cases, I see them getting more extremists. They are getting uh, and dreaming of a, a time that they will have autonomous uh, regime of them of their own self within even Israel, and and it's from taking the country from inside, uh, penetrating the system and actually making the, the country weak, as uh, we call it uh, in Hebrew, Libanonizatia, uh, which means to make the same scenario as in Lebanon, make it here in Israel, 
and trying to actually weaken the system with, from within. And this is what Islam is, actually. I don't, uh, if I look backward, like a few years ago, I saw one uh, short uh, uh, movie of uh, the head of Ram, his name is Mansour Abbas today. I saw him was speaking very, very fanatically against the state. And this was before being uh, elected with this uh, position today and being part of the Israeli society, uh, of the Israeli politics and in the coalition. So actually, this is only a game as I look at it and as I hear it from our neighbors that we live within them in order to, uh, uh, to strengthen themselves, to get funding for their projects and their dreams. Let me remind you, Hamas started, Hamas, which is the Islamic movement, started as a social movement for people to get help, uh, to get them education, uh, Islamic teachings, other needs, uh, social needs. And once they have the base network and enough strength, they start the what we call a actually hostile activities against the Jewish state and against Israel to annihilate Israel. So the Hamas movement and Ra'am party within the Islamic Brotherhood movement have the same goal at the end, which is a big caliphate Islamic state to return it back as it was in the seventh century. That's uh, the dream. So I don't expect that the Ram will be now different if they could have the opportunity to behave different. So for now, they say, I have nothing to do with uh, uh, the conflict of Arab-Israeli or uh, Jewish conflict. We are dealing only with social matters, social activities, trying to, uh, to show themselves as a very peaceful people. But once they get a network and build their network, you will see, God forbid, if uh, in the future something happens in Israel, like it happened last May with the clashes between the people after the uh, Gaza-Israeli uh, war we saw, we might see this very well-organized people acting in a different way after they built up themselves with Israeli tax money. So Shadi, what, what is the policy that you think should be uh, promoted to, you know, to, uh, to avoid this future clash as you see? Well, I, I, I believe, uh, you know, I am, <laughs> some people would laugh, uh, Shadi speaking about Jabotinsky. Well, let me remind people about Jabotinsky, Jewish people specifically, audience here are Jew as well, some of them. Um, Jabotinsky, one of the great leaders of Israel, said that the policy to strengthen Israel as a national Jewish democratic state is by being, first of all, proud as a Jew, generous with you, with the minorities that accept the Jewish state and within the Jewish state are loyal citizens, 
and actually hostile and negative with those people who want to destroy the state and don't accept it as it is, then why I am emphasizing this point? Because if the people looking at us, include Westerners, see that the Jews are actually treating minorities who are loyal, who are naturally part, could be part of this state. They are treating them in a generous way. Then other nations will look at this and try to copy this model in order to make a beautiful state, including their own country. And they will also encourage Jews to continue doing so and support the legitimacy of the Jewish state. But if we, as is today, we actually support those who are hostile against the state and ignore those friends within the state and don't treat them generous in generosity, then people would say, why I should behave and act with the Jewish state in a good manner? They give even their, their enemies today are in the parliament and give them all what they need, even to destroy the state from within. Why I should support them? If they allow that, I also don't care about it. It's very simple. <laughs> Yes. So yeah, we please. need to change the policy and the mindset here in this state. Otherwise, we will have Lebanon within Israel. Same yeah. what happened for the Marons who established Lebanon as a homeland for Christians. They didn't, they were not smart enough to define their state as a Maronite Christian state when they were a majority in Lebanon at the beginning. And today, the people from within, with Arab neighbors, help them to destroy the only state and actually hijack Lebanon under a big terrorist organization that's called the Khamenaist regime in Iran with Hezbollah organization. Shadi, I would like, I have to go further to the questions of the yeah. audience. Uh, first of all, please add questions. We don't have so many. Um, the first question, which you started to touch in the beginning, if, if you can make um, a little more uh, uh, to underline it better, what is uh, Robert Slater uh, asking? What is relationship between Aramaic Christians and better known Catholic and Protestant and Orthodox groups? Well, uh, Aramaic Christians, what is uh, called, what are called, uh, people think it's only Maronites or Syriac Maronites or Syriac Orthodox, but no, it's not. When I was working to, and hardly to uh, convince the Israeli government to recognize us as Arameans, I told them to Gidon Saar back then, thanks for him and for the uh, Likud party was in the government that time. I told them, look, not only the Maronites are the Aramaeans, also the other members of other Eastern churches like the Greek Orthodox and Greek Catholics and even Protestants who were once those groups who were, for, for example, members of the Maronite or the Greek Orthodox or Greek Catholic 
and went out from there to, you know, to be with the Protestant church, they are also part of our national identity as Arameans. So we in the Aramaic uh, organization working to unite all of those groups under the Aramaic identity and keep everyone, you know, in his own church. We are not against anyone in his church affiliation, the opposite. We encourage them to stay on their church affiliations, but to unite under one Aramaic identity umbrella together as a, a group, a national a group, not as a religious group. Okay, let me let me go further to the next questions. We have a few interesting questions here. Uh, Larry Jacobson, first of all, wants to thank you, Shadi, for your service. Uh, he, he, he asks a few several questions. I, I will take something which was not discussed. What has Bara, yes, what advocacy do you recommend to convince the US and the EU that the threat is real? Meaning the threat of the Muslim Brotherhood from within the Israeli society. The best Hasbara is that Israel will declare them first as terrorist groups or illegal groups. This is the best Hasbara. Israel until now, because they are a democratic, that's a proof of our democracy, actually, of our strength of democracy. Allow them to be in the Knesset of Israel. These groups are illegal groups in all Arab countries, while here in the only democracy in the Middle East, we allow them actually to go and be also that there's a threat. First, you need the state. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, it was some, some point that we didn't so, hear you. But... So, so let's, first of all, we as a state define them as a threat to our national security. Then, Others will start really uh, in a keen way understanding that this group is very big threat to democracies, to liberal values, to Western values, to Western countries. This is a way to work. You cannot go and ask them, okay, recognize these groups as terrorists while you here are not doing so. Okay, thank you. Next, uh, very uh, I think definitely question worth um, uh, to relate to. Uh, Jacob Hirschman asks, uh, where do the majority of the Druze community fit in with the Aramaic community's friendship with Israel? Meaning what Druze think about uh, your community uh, loyalty to Israel? Look, I think this question should be actually to a Druze uh, person, but we have no problem with Druze at all. We have uh, good friends among the Druze uh, people. Uh, we are actually uh, serving together in many uh, places uh, and we interact in a good manner because we feel as two minorities that should stand uh, together with the state of Israel. Now we know that about increasing voices among uh, the Druze that they actually were against the Jewishness a nationality of the state, which is, I think, wrong. But I think many other Druze also didn't accept the 
some of the rules that actually were against the Jewish law, uh, because uh, maybe some actually, you know, let's call it the liberal leftist groups in Israel, within Israel, were pushing some of the Druze to demonstrate, and they made a big mistake, I think, on, on this uh, matter. Uh, I think the more the state is Jewish, the more it is democratic. The less it is Jewish, the less democracy we will have, the more uh, actually instability we will have in the, within the state, and the more Lebanon, Lebanonization of the state we will have, the more uh, Jews are in Israel, like 80%, let's say, and, and more, the more the state will have a Western liberal value. And when I say a Jews, I'm not talking about religious Jews. I'm talking about secular Jews that re uh, respect their heritage and their national uh, values and anthem and understand the Zionist plan of building the only small country for their own Jewish people that while in the rest of the world, they have nowhere to go. This is the basics to having democracy. Why I say that? Because look around, look around, take Lebanon, take Lebanon. It was a country like based on citizenship from different sects. No one today can live with each other under a Lebanese identity that was created and they tried the Christians tried to educate the Muslims to accept the Lebanese identity, to uh, divide from Syria and the Arab, uh, big Arab world. Did they accept that? No, they didn't. You can see the Sunnis are loyal to Saudi Arabia. You can see the Shiites are loyal to the Iranians. And you can see only the Christians loyal to their Lebanese state and they want to keep it as it is because this is the only way they can live within this huge Arab Islamic world. So this is the same case with Israel. The Jews are trying to educate the Arabs and Muslims to accept Israeli identity. But don't forget, this will not happen because these people have their own dreams they have their own teaching, they have their Islamic dreams to have big Islamic state where in the books they teach them it was uh, to be proud with it. They have the caliphates, they have, uh, they control the world until uh, Spain. So of course the, these beautiful dreams that they have in their books and they teach them, they always remind them what they can have if Israel is not here and Israel is a little place, uh, you know, disturbing them. We need to get rid of, the, of it. But they forgot that most of the people within these Islamic countries migrate to Western uh, countries and they want the Western values and not the uh, Islamic values. And once they reach the Islamic, uh, the Western countries, they all of a sudden, they they all of a sudden want back to be, uh, uh, to have this Islamic teachings and Islamic uh, ghettos for them 
to be uh, autonomous, to have autonomous teachings for their own selves, which is contradict the state, the values of the liberal state. Shadi, I want to try to get another uh, maybe question. We have really many questions and many of them deal with the, you know, asking to more and more explanation about the Christian Arab speaking population within Israel. I will try to combine two questions and I will ask you please to answer just in one minute because you already did relate to it, and that will be the last because we're running out of time already. Uh, first of all, Carl Goldberg uh, asked, uh, please discuss the differences between Christian Israelis and Muslim Israelis, and I will, uh, I will connect it to the question of Robert Larrick that asks, are the Muslims particularly threatening to the Christians in the area? I think that this can be as one question. Please, you have one minute. I know it's yes, a big I, topic, but please, one minute. I, I know, I know, I know. Look, one thing, very quick. In Nazareth, the Christians are migrating. It was entirely like majority of Christians. Today, Nazareth is only having 25%. Other parts of the towns in the Galilee. They are Christians migrating from majority Muslim towns to a Jewish towns. Why? This is a very big proof, very, very important proof that under Jews in a controlled Jewish cities, Christians can enjoy the liberty and freedom while in, in Arab towns, majority of Arab towns, Christians cannot accept the values are in these Arab towns and they prefer to migrate to Jewish towns. Shadi, thank you so much. Unfortunately, we have many very interesting questions more, but we really run uh, out of time. So we want to, uh, we have come to, to, to the close of our webinar. Thank you very much. Well, Alex, thank you so much. And you are always welcome to join us in our Facebook page and know what we are doing under Shadi Khalul or the Aramaic thank Association. You. Thank you. Everybody is invited. So thank you for joining us today. For thank our you. viewers and listeners, Please join uh, us Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern time, an update with uh, uh, Naved Romi. And thank you all for joining us. And I hope you had a wonderful day. And I also want, as a last Happy Hanukkah. Thing, happy Hanukkah, <laughs> uh, definitely. And I also want to send uh, wishes to good health to Shari's son, who is in hospital now. Thank so you. Really, all of us pray to, to his health. Thank you Thank very you. much, Shadi. Thank pray you for miracles in Hanukkah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Thank you, Alex. Bye bye. God bless.